0: my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, January the 27th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness. I wish you God's peace today, my friends. We will be looking through, uh, as we always do, the readings for this coming weekend, uh, for Sunday of Ordinary Time. If you are new to this podcast, I welcome you. My name is Joe Zenk. I am a uh, 30-year lay minister within the Catholic Church. Recently, last, oh, 15 months or so, have uh, gone from uh, full-time work within the church and do hospice ministry at this point. And every week or so, usually around this time on a Friday morning, I drop a a podcast with the readings for the weekend upcoming. Uh, And usually I look at the first reading in the gospel, not always, and uh, try to keep it 20 minutes or less, and uh, just try to break those open. If nothing else, if nothing else, it invites us to hear the Word of God and to simply sit with it. And if anything I say helps us to, to more fully embrace the Word of God, wonderful. And if anything I say doesn't help, well, that's where you fast forward, and thank goodness for podcasts that so we got that forward button. Uh, and we just sit and we meditate on the Word of God. Now, those who have listened before know what I'm going to say next. I'm going to open it up here in just a moment, but before we do, I invite you to settle yourself, okay? I invite you just to ask the Holy Spirit to open yourself, to come within you, to allow this Word to take root within us, and to look and open ourselves for a word, an idea, a phrase, within the word of God that will just capture us, that will just somehow be something that's like, wow, I'd never heard that before, or I want to wrestle with that. A word, an idea, a phrase, and then, my friends, let God do the rest. With that word, that idea, that phrase, you know, after the podcast, long after the podcast, the rest of this weekend, the rest of this week, just sit and chew on that and ponder that, and let the Spirit do what the Spirit needs to do with that in your life and in your world, okay? With that said, my friends, let us break open God's Word. We are going to read Zephaniah. Zephaniah is a little red prophet. Uh, He's going to be chapter 2, verses 3, and then we're going to skip ahead to chapter 3, verses 12 to 13. So pretty quick reading. Zephaniah, chapter 2, verse 3, chapter 3, verses 12 and 13. Then we're going to read one of the most famous passages in all of Scripture. Absolutely gorgeous. Matthew 5, verses 1 to 12a, uh, the Beatitudes, the beginning of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. So with that, friends, let's break open God's Word. A reading from the book of the prophet Zephaniah. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the earth, who have observed his law. Seek justice, seek humility. Perhaps you may be sheltered on the day of the Lord's anger. But I will leave as a remnant in your midst a people humble and lowly who shall take refuge in the name of the Lord, the remnant of Israel. They shall do no wrong and speak no lies, nor shall there be found in their mouths a deceitful tongue they shall pasture and couch their flocks, with none to disturb them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A word, a phrase, an idea. We're reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds... He went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, there are times when we say the gospel of the Lord, which of course means good news, the good news of the Lord. And what we've heard, sometimes this doesn't appear to be good news. I mean, it's it's hard news. It's real news. Uh, It's definitely news, but uh, sometimes it just doesn't feel too good. Not this one. This one is incredible news. We're going to get to it. We're going to start with... Uh, Isaiah, or Isaiah, Zephaniah. And I simply want to point out the first verse. We could have stopped at Zephaniah 2, verse 3. Here's what, it's just, it's all here. Everything else is kind of window dressing. Here's what that verse says. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the earth, who have observed God's law. Seek justice Seek humility. Perhaps you may be sheltered in the day of the Lord's anger. In fact, I could have done verse the first half of verse 3. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the earth. Seek justice. Seek humility. You know, it calls to mind that wonderful verse in Micah, right? Micah 6, 8, where you've heard it before many times. I'll, I'll read it again but, but it really, it's, it's one of those verses that boils down so much. You know, we can get caught up in all these tangents and all these things, you know, like, oh, I got to know all of the language before I, I, I understand exactly fully what, what's being said to me. And, and we get caught up in all those nuances. And, and frankly, Zephaniah, uh, verse 3, Micah 6, 8, they kind of distill it all down for us. And this is what Micah does to distill it. You have been told, O mortal, what is good and what the Lord requires of you. So, this is where he's going to merge now with Zephaniah. Only to do justice and to love goodness and to walk humbly with your God. Only to do justice and to love goodness. And to walk humbly with your God—it's exactly what Zephaniah is saying. Now, Zephaniah doesn't put goodness in there, and I'm really glad Mike, it does because I think it—it it makes it more full. Goodness, kindness—that whole idea of, of a lived, um, and seen and known presence, right? Uh, I think it's kind of what Paul says when he says, "Listen, you can do all these great things, but if you don't have love, you're you're a, a clanging, you know, gong, a symbol, all of those things, clashing symbol." Um, that, that goodness really is the glue that cements that. But but that idea of justice and humility. Now, I'm going to put humility on the shelf here for a moment because I'm going to get back to it in, in a moment when we're going to talk about it with the Beatitudes. But that idea of justice is so important. Brothers and sisters, that idea of justice, now the, the, the two hands uh, of work that we must do as followers of Jesus Christ are acts of justice and acts of charity right and oftentimes the two can be kind of synonymous to people uh and and but they're really not so uh charitable is is whenever uh, something of let's say a, a calamitous nature happens within the the world uh that tsunami that that happened in japan you know some years ago or the uh, the earthquake that happened in Haiti again some years ago, or the floods that were happening down in in Honduras, uh, and and other things. That's when we say we must assist, and and we do collections for them, and we raise all kinds of money, and we give that to our favorite charities, and we allow those charities to do that work uh, in response to the needs, the immediate needs of those who have been uh, hurt in in whatever. Action has happened. I mean, it doesn't have to be a, 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 all those were acts of God, per se. I put that in quotation marks. Um, uh, I mean, it could be the the children in Ukraine right now. You know, uh, look what's happening to them. How can we reach out? And so we we send, again, um, money, uh, goods to our favorite charity and allow them to take them over to those children or those families and be with them. Those are all acts of charity, and those are good and important acts. Acts of justice, brothers and sisters, are different. Acts of justice look at things and say, why are these happening at all? So with with an earthquake and with a tsunami, we really, I mean, that doesn't apply, so not a great example. But acts of justice would say, why is there a war going on, and what can I do to, to Make sure that that we don't enter into these happenings any time in the future. Uh, an act of justice would be rather than say, okay, how do we react to uh, the immigrant situation on the borders of whatever country we're listening to this in? How do we set up just laws and and uh, allow others uh, this this right to live effectively? Now it doesn't mean that the right to open borders, but but how do we um, secure dignity and, and worth for them. Right. And, and it, it asks the larger questions. Justice is often, uh, done within the, uh, the, the, the work of politics. Now it doesn't have to be, now, it doesn't have to be, but it often is. In fact, one of my favorite quotes, uh, when I was a campus minister is, was a quote I had, uh, taped onto my, onto my desk. And it said, justice is what love looks like in, in, in the political world. Justice is what love looks like in the political world. And it's, it's you know, instead of just, you know, uh, reaching out to our, our brothers and sisters of, of color, it's asking the question, what can we do as a society that, that doesn't even have to ask these questions anymore? That, that when we say all are created equal, we really mean it and we act it. You know, so those are issues of justice. Our God invites us to be people of justice. And we cannot put our heads in, in the sand and say that is not part of who we're called to be. Brothers and sisters, we are called to be. Women and men of justice. There is no doubt about it. But we're also called to be women and men of humility and goodness. So let's transition now into the uh, into the gospel. And, and what I want to say, my point here is, I love this first line. I mean, goodness sakes, I, we could talk about the, the Beatitudes. There's, there's nothing I'm going to say that's going to bring, uh, is going to capture what we've heard. It just isn't. This is too good. This is too big. This is too beautiful. But what always, not always, that's not a fair thing, what often captures me is just the first line of this gospel. When Jesus saw the crowds He went up the mountain and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. Do you remember that wonderful gospel in John? Uh, We just had it a couple of weeks ago where John the Baptist says, behold, the Lamb of God and two of the disciples leave John the Baptist and follow Jesus. They literally come to Jesus and Jesus turns around and says, what is it you are seeking? What are you looking for? Right. And they say, where do you reside? You know, that whole interchange that says not only, hey, we're, you know, he's, he's saying, why are you following me effectively? And they're like, where do you live? It's more than that. He's asking his disciples, what are you looking for? They're following, you're following me. What is it you're looking for me and following me? The disciples came to him and they're like, where are you, Lord? Where are you? I'm looking. I'm looking. Where do you reside? Where are you? And when Jesus saw the crowds, he didn't just see a mass of people. Now, of course, he did on one level, but he saw them. He saw their uh, their world. He understood at a, at a level of the heart, in an empathic way, what it was to be human. He saw the crowds and they came to him. Why? Because he's the only one that can, can nourish us at that level. And he says, you, you who I see, who are poor in spirit, I've seen you there. I've seen you there. Don't worry. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. I see you there and you're not going to be left there. You who mourn, hey, I see you. I see you. You're going to be comforted. You who are meek, I see you. You who are downtrodden, you know, by others and and stepped upon. We call that meek, whatever that is. Hey, I see you. You're going to inherit everything. You who hunger and thirst, Luke just keeps it hunger and thirst. Matthew adds for righteousness. You who hunger and thirst for for the good, yeah, I see you. I see you because, boy, we just keep going down different paths, don't we? Brothers and sisters, everything old is new again, right? I I mean, this is the same thing. The same thing. Our God sees you now. He sees you here today. Brothers and sisters, whatever it is you're going through, whether you are mourning or whether you're hurting, whether you are grieving, whether you feel a sense of guilt, whether you are carrying with you uh, a loss of innocence, whether you are, are or whatever it is that you are are, are are chastising with you, you're carrying this baggage of shame, all this stuff. And brothers and sisters, to carry those things is to be human. Jesus sees us not just them, but he sees you today. He sees me today. He sees the human race today in this reality. He sees us, but he invites us to come close. Often it's us who keep ourselves from God in these times. You're like, I can't approach God until I've, I've gotten rid of all these things. Then God can love me. No, 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 no. That we're saying a whole lot more about us than God. God loves you right now in the midst of all that stuff. He sees you, and he says, you who are burdened, you who are carrying that addiction, you who are carrying that, that way of being, that way of thinking, those habits that you just have been carrying all your life, and you think, I got to get rid of these before God can, can accept me. Oh, no. God accepts you, and he loves you now, and he urges you to accept you. Now, that doesn't mean, great, let's just get comfortable in our sin. No, our sin hurts us. It hurts one another. It hurts our relationship with God. But what we don't do in our humility is allow our true nature to keep us from God, to allow whatever false sense of guilt or or false striving for perfection to keep us from God. We cannot allow that to happen. Our God sees you, brothers and sisters. And in seeing you, he loves all of you all of you now, today. He sees all of you. Last thing I'll say, have you seen the movie Encanto yet? If you haven't, please see it. One, I am the biggest Lin-Manuel Miranda guy there is. He's just so incredible. Uh, and, and his music in the movie is marvelous. But the whole idea is wrapped up at the end. And, and I won't be giving anything away. But when the protagonist uh, is, is surrounded by her family. And uh, she's given a gift. And they ask her, what do you see? And she simply says, I see me, all of me. And it is so incredibly beautiful. And brothers and sisters, my point is, that's what God sees. He sees just you, all of you. And he says, hey, you, you who mourn or carry shame or carry addiction or carry that striving for, for hey, I love you, I see you, and it doesn't end here, I see you, and I love you now. And what he invites us into is asking us, can we love ourselves now too? In that state, because that's humility. It doesn't put on airs, that's what we strive after for perfection. He says, I love you here as you are, and when we can accept ourselves as we are, that's true humility. We're called to walk in justice and humility and goodness zephaniah reminds us micah reminds us matthew reminds us let's bring it to prayer brothers and sisters so we begin in the name of the father son and holy spirit amen the fourth luminous mystery the transfiguration our father who art in heaven Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Thanks for being with me today. As I went over my 20-minute, may you be well this week, and God's peace.